Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, Alice K. Tonight's a big night. I think tonight's a big night, right? Today's the Trump night. Announcement yep, tonight. Trump's big announcement tonight. That's true. Mar-a-Lago. People are angry uh, that Fox News is going to be airing a Pence uh, interview at some point during the Trump yeah. announcement. Pence I would be very happy if he Trump. announced he wasn't running, as a matter of fact. Uh, I addressed this last night on Montante's show, actually. I know. That was a great appearance. That was a great appearance. You were very crisp. and you, People should listen to that. You were. It was maybe your best performance everywhere. Thank you. Thank you. High praise. Um, but um, so so you know the the people from commentary the podcast said something interesting today, and I wonder if this is how it will play out. They said, well, Abe from the commentary podcast said that the Republican front runner, essentially, the biggest star in the Republican field. Will mm-hmm. depend on who the media chooses as their primary enemy, right? And and well, I assume that's going to be whichever one is leading, though. Trump or DeSantis, not Mike Pompeo, and not Mike Pence, not anybody else. The only people running in this election are really Trump and DeSantis. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously, the media is afraid of DeSantis. They hate him, so they're going to focus on him. It's what what's going to be interesting is. DeSantis will be torching the. Did you hear DeSantis today? By the way, yeah, I did. I think this is great. So DeSantis. I don't know. I'd almost tor- rather he just not say anything. Oh at all. no! I thought I it don't was know. great. Rise above. Great. What do you mean rise above? We're not going high when they go low. No. <laughs> no. I think it's he's. Well, I'll, let me play it. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is DeSantis today, and the press asks. I'm not playing the. The SBF kid. I want him okay. to be okay. Uh, you don't have to play him. I, I want just him sent to you the clip because I thought it was interesting. Oh, maybe I'll play. It. Maybe he'll get Epstein in Alice, Bahama Dallas. jail. 
I don't know. I'm not allowed to call for the death of people. I'm not calling for the death. I'm just speculating that it could happen. I don't wish death on anybody, obviously. Okay, so here's DeSantis. Here's, the media asks him about Trump's throwing uh, shots at him. One of the things I've learned, like learned in this job, is um, uh, when you're do when you're leading, when you're getting getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, and it's constantly attacking. And this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my four-year term. And yet, I think what you, what you learn is all that's just noise. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Uh, are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters. And, and that's what we've done. We focused on results and leadership. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. That is, that's the dagger right there. That's yeah. a great hit. It's a great hit. He's calling Trump a loser. That is what you do. That's what mm-hmm. you call, you know, you use Trump stuff against him. This guy's a winner. He won the day. He turned the, the state blue. Yeah. I mean, red. Sorry. <clears throat> him and Lee Zeldin, honestly, are like the winners of the night. Totally. To and fair. Lee Zeldin lost. It's incredible. <laughs> Lee Zeldin lost, but still won more than Trump did on Tuesday somehow. That's, you know, and, and we're a week out now. They just announced Carrie Lake lost. So, I mean, it's obviously pathetic that our, that Arizona takes a week to count their votes. They can't tell who their next governor is going to be for a week. But that's ridiculous. But, you know, it... it you got to be better. You got to be better. There was a statewide Republican who won. There were congressional candidates in Arizona who won. It, it, there was not, it did not have to be that way, you know, and, and you and I like Carrie Lake, actually, as far as it goes. But, you know, clearly the voters of Arizona didn't like her as much as a bunch of other Republicans that were running. And like, I think, I think it's possible that the McCain attack stuff hurt her too. Uh, yeah, in I guess Arizona, so. I think that's probably big in their like local politics. But yeah, I mean, fundamentally, it's a Trump issue, and like, it's not abortion. I know that people want to say that it's abortion, but it's not because Mike Dewine, who was the governor of Ohio, mm-hmm. who had a six-week abortion ban that he signed, won with like sixty-three percent well, of the vote. I think abortion- like, was a factor in getting young people out there. I mean, sure. Mostly in blue states, though, so you're right. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't, though, if Mike DeWine wins, right, with a huge percentage of the vote outperforming J.D. Vance by 10 points, you can't tell me abortion's the deciding factor. Could it have been a point or two here and there in some races? Like, sure, I guess so. You're telling me he would have won with 70% of the vote if abortion weren't on the ballot? Like, maybe. But, like, he... He's like the most extreme abortion ban in the country. So you can't tell me that like he would be elected with this huge popular vote share if if that were the deciding issue for people. It's not. It's not. It's lifestyle stuff. You have to give people the value of what you can offer them. Right now, not about stolen elections, not about 2020. And I still see people saying this stuff in my mentions, like, uh, you know, on your poll about Trump or DeSantis. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, but it's stolen. So it doesn't count. Like, yeah, shut up. Stop. I know. 
stop. Get better at ballot harvesting or change the laws. Exactly. But it turns exactly. out that to change the laws, you have to get elected first. Right. And some Republicans did get elected and you didn't. And maybe it's time to ask yourself why. Truly. Right. And I agree with you. It, you know, do all the shady ballot stuff that Democrats are doing. Exactly. If it's legal, do it. Yes, absolutely. And then when Republicans start winning races, Democrats are going to have a big problem with ballot harvesting. Um, I want to mention something else here, considering mm-hmm. we're now uh, we've now entered a, a, a an era I call World War Three. Mm-hmm. Poland, Russia made missile fell on our country, killing two. Kiev, Ukraine. Uh, Poland said early Wednesday that a Russian made missile fell in the eastern part of the country, killing two people in a blast that marked the first time in the war with Ukraine that Russian weapons came down on a NATO country. Interesting wording. The, the Poland people are the Polish are saying that a Russian-made missile fell in the eastern part of the country. Doesn't that, like, withdraw all maliciousness? Yeah, they're really trying to make sure to point out that they definitely think this was a big accident and not something that we have to go to nuclear war over, even though they're a NATO country and, like, we should buy all rights. It fell. So, okay. Ukrainian President Voldemort Zelensky uh, decried the strike as a very... (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I don't like him. Strike is a very significant escalation of the war. Of course, he's thrilled if he didn't fire the missile himself. Polish government said in a statement that the foreign minister, Zygmunt summoned the Russian ambassador and demanded immediate detailed explanations. Polish government spokesman said military units were put on alert. Whatever. Polish media reported that the strike took place in an area where grain was drying in Prezgodagri, a village near the border with Ukraine. The Russian Defense Ministry denied being behind any strikes on the targets near the Ukrainian-Polish border and said in the statement that photos of purported damage have nothing to do with Russian weapons. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, Russia pounded Ukraine's energy facilities with its biggest barrage of missiles yet. And uh, apparently it, one of them landed in Poland. Striking targets across the country causing widespread blackouts. The barrage also affected neighboring Moldova. It reported massive power outages after the strikes knocked out a key power line that supplies the small nation, an official said. Here we go. Uh, can we please stop being in this war? Can we stop? Because, uh, and I know there's starting to be an appetite among some people, but obviously not. We just, they just asked for Congress is trying to do another 37 billion or we, whatever. You know, Biden also extended the state of emergency last, yesterday. Uh, so that he can push off student loan forgiveness again. It's it's unreal. unreal. Meanwhile, uh, Joe missed dinner last evening. Breaking news would be that President Biden is missing the G20 leaders dinner. He is supposed to be at a supper right now, 8:10 in the evening here in Bali, Indonesia with everybody that flew in. Uh, if you're the U.S. president, you spent basically two days flying to get here for a dinner like this. You got MBS there. You got Trudeau there. She is also there if anything was left on the table. Uh, yesterday, we did hear President Biden tell us that he had a cold uh, and he has tested negative for COVID despite the Cambodian leader from our last stop being positive now. But we do not know uh, exactly what is going on with the president. They called an early lid. So we will keep you posted on what exactly is going on with breaking news. Lid. <laughs> yep. Throw back to the campaign of 2020. I mean, are they so obviously they're about to announce he has COVID again, like any minute, right? 
Uh, I would assume so. <laughs> he's, he's had seven shots so far. <laughs> Guys, I think five, five, whatever. However many shots deep, he's a lot. He has a lot. And it's like, he's too sick to even go to dinner at the G20 as the leader of the free world. Sorry, I'm coughing. Matt Gates, one of the very few GOP lawmakers who had planned to go down to Mar-a-Lago tonight for Trump's announcement, said the weather is not looking good for his flight down to D.C. from D.C. to Florida, but he'll be there in spirit. Does he know something we don't know else about the announcement? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited to see what the announcement is. But I was going to say about Biden, like, do you think this is it? Are they finally trying to kick him to the curb? I think after the election results, I don't think they want to kick him to the curb. (laughs) There's a lot of Democrats that I see tweeting stuff like they think he's the magic winning formula because he beat Trump, who's their big bad, and he beat, he essentially like beat the midterms record where you're supposed to lose a lose a lot of seats in the midterms right so they think he's like can't lose they think he's fantastic and i think they're going to stick with him now going into 2024 i think the party establishment is very happy so there's that i mean who do you think i was thinking about this today right trump for democrats is like the end-all be-all right at the moment, yes. Yeah, at the moment. I mean, they're already starting to say DeSantis is worse than Trump, but just the fact that they have to say well, like they're both, he uh, could be worse fascist, than Trump, right? But DeSantis has a higher death count, I think. Mm. But so Trump is their like big, big bad thing, right? Like they've yes. been he's Satan doing this for six years now, where they're running against Trump, mm-hmm. and they're they're very committed to it like does the right have an equivalent of that i mean i know like they play nancy pelosi in the campaign commercials but i don't think people on the right maybe i'm wrong i don't think people on the right or like aoc like i don't think they have the same level of strong feeling about it like where it just brings out this frothing at the mouth insanity from democrats if you say like you voted for trump or you like trump like who on the left could possibly be like that for the right do they have anything like that? Uh, no, uh, no. I think if you asked me 25 years ago, it was definitely Bill Clinton. Because not only was he an absolute, total, obviously, liar, but he was a dirtbag and a schmoozer and smarmy, and women of America loved him. But and they, they bought were... it. Wow, he says he feels our pain. Oh. But to this, like... It... Were people like crazy about it like that? Like the way I mean, people are about Trump now? No, no, no. That's it. No. I mean, Trump, I know people on the right didn't like Clinton. No, obviously. Trump puts people into a into a, a medical um, situation. <laughs> he does. It's true. He does. It's true. Morgan suggests Nadler, but no. I mean, Jerry like, Nadler. He's such a. He's wretched. I mean, he's pathetic. But yeah, I don't. I don't think the right has that where they have a villain in the that way. The most one. I mean, there's little. Like pricks, like uh, Swalwell. Yeah, and like terrible. I say, I think Pelosi's up there. I think there's a reason they put her in the campaign commercials and stuff. But- the problem with Pelosi was that she used to be much worse when she was undermining the war effort. That she was like worse. Her and Dick Durbin were were horrible because they were comparing American troops to Nazis and uh, you know the, the Russian gulag, whatever. But I still don't think it's the same for people on the right. No. I don't think. Well, because during when Pelosi was saying all that, we still had the president. I mean, maybe I guess the Clintons sort of filled that role on the right a bit. There was like the Clinton cash movie and there's so many conspiracy theories about them having people killed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, So I suppose in that sense, they could sort of be that. 
By the way, um, evil role. That was Alice saying that, not me. No problem with you. Uh, Morgan suggests Gavin Newsom. That is a good one, actually. Oh, I think he's maybe the, not quite high profile enough yet, but I think he could turn into that. Yeah. yeah, and that was helped out a lot by in 15 years ago or so. Michael Savage used to talk a lot about him. He's mm-hmm. an odd. He's an odd fellow, Gavin Newsom. That's actually one of my biggest red flags about like Trump and the Trump family is Kimberly Guilfoyle having been married to Gavin Newsom and then being married to or dating John Jr. or whatever they are. I don't know if they're... She's got to be a, a ridiculously charming person. She's got to be. Because I don't see... Like, I, I don't get the Kimberly Guilfoyle thing. I've heard that she's very nice. Adriana Cohen knows her, and she was in the green mm-hmm. room with her a lot. But uh, I don't get it. But I find that fascinating. I, how John do you Jr., go from... You, go, you, <laughs> you hit the supermodels, like Dad would. But how do you go from Don Jr. Or from Gavin Newsom to Don Jr.? They're both powerful men. That's the ultimate aphrodisiac, and and she was she had a government job. She was a prosecutor in in L.A. when they were together too. So I mean, she may have been a Democrat, as far as I know. Yeah, weird though, very weird. Well, cause... Newsom is a good looking guy. I mean, sure, uh, well, if you like vampires, and I guess. well, he now he looks like that now a little bit. He looks like remember Matthew um, McConaughey. He lost all that weight for one movie, and he never returned mm-hmm. to form. <laughs> <laughs> Newsom, like he's just he he looked he looked was a much better looking guy in two thousand four. Let's go through some of this uh, audio, shall we? All right, go for it. Okay, I'm going to play your buddy. This is SBF uh, on Meet the Press a few months. He doesn't really say anything in this. It's more for the visual on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. It's just because he's like shaking in the thing, and he was like, he's the guy's crazy. Right, he's on a bunch of drugs. He's probably microdosing. Who knows what on like Adderall, sleeping with the people in his polycule. Like, I don't get how people like this get where they are. I didn't get Elizabeth Holmes either, although she was hot. So I do understand why, like venture capital men okay, would be like, Liz "Wow!" Of TikTok. This woman went viral on TikTok for this disparaging and belittling her white father at his funeral. She says she won't miss him because he's a racist, Trump-loving, cis, straight white male. Just play the uh, audio. Uh, and uh, she. This is this got, woman at her dad's funeral. Yeah, I just, I just said that. Giving the Thank eulogy. You. you can just play it now. You don't have to um, read the no, whole tweet. No, I know what I'm doing here. Elsa. Okay. She's got um, purple hair. But dad, please know that while I'm grateful and highly aware of all that you've given this family, I still don't miss you. When you died, I felt like there was a hole. I missed something, but it wasn't you. It was the idea of what you could become. I miss being able to hope and wish that one day you turn a corner and see the world from my perspective. I miss the idea that one day you might help me fight for the things that matter. I missed my fantasy of you. Because when you died, it solidified the fact that you'll never be what you could have been, but only what you are. And what you are is a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, Trump-loving, cis-straight white man. That is all you will ever be to me. And Dad, before you tell me to respect the dead, please remember that you disrespected and disregarded the lives and deaths of entire communities of people with your ideology. You told me to never back down, so I won't. You know for a fact that even against you, I'm not afraid to share my peace. You are everything I aspire not to be, and I refuse to stand up here and sing the praises of a man who is the paradigm of white supremacy. So I'll take your racist mindset, I'll take your money, and I'll take your advice. And I swear to God I will make this world a better place, not at all because of you, but in exact opposition to you. It's like clapping. <laughs> clapping. That's great. That's great. What a spoiled little a hole. The thing <laughs> Can is, you is imagine that, is having you... your brain that broken by politics. It, it, this this is happening like in a nice theater. It looks like this. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's just a spoiled American brat. Just a, got everything. And obviously, 
has been going to college. No, I know, but like very, you're, which is very obvious by by what where her worldview is. There has now, to there be a part a time, of you, though. No, no, no. She's an infant. She's an infant uh, emotionally. There will come a time where she will become an adult, and then she will be remember when she was memorialized as one of the biggest POSs in the history of the Earth. It's incredible because you have to have a part of yourself just be dead inside. No, it's all about her. She doesn't. No, but like you, you have to to not be affected. I love, though. By the way, by the way, I want to say I love this father that he had no time for this BS. You never understood me. That's <laughs> damn right. Because you're a freaking idiot. I hope he was absolutely brutal to her. But can you imagine though the uh, what kills me? Like, so you've lost both your parents, obviously. Mm-hmm. You. And I mean, like, I haven't lost a parent, but I've lost other relatives that aren't as close to me as a parent. And I can't imagine how you can go through that kind of loss and grief and, like, not feel anything. I just, you have to have, like, worn down the human part of your heart so much at some point that I, like, I don't know how, I don't know how you can go around every day like not having human feelings like that. Like you have to be like very so ghoulish to be able to give that eulogy for your parent. Like you're so unaffected by the death of your parent that that's where you are. That's the eulogy that you give. That's what's incredible to me. That's what's incredible. That That's like that's where you are when your parent dies is like cis straight white supremacy yeah, BS. Well, she's like you've replaced your the human part of your brain with something else, and it's an ugly, ugly something else. But I, yeah, it's it's. I like, mean, either she's going to go through life as this clueless purple hair that Daddy paid for, by the way. You know, he gave her all these things that she's now using against him. Right. Either she'll go through life clueless, or at some point she'll have an awakening and she'll be horrified, and hopefully at some point she'll just uh just take pills or something. <sighs> I mean, it. it's sad. It's pathetic. It's pathetic that people put that in that level of energy into politics, that like they're willing to hate their parents over politics because she obviously does hate him. She doesn't know what she does. She doesn't know anything. She invited friends to clap for her at this <laughs> thing. You know that she spent the whole night before telling them, oh, my God, I'm going to read them. I'm going to use this, my platform and center racism. Oh, idiot. God, the dad must be thrilled that he died. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> he, he was. I'm sure he's like, thank that. Christ. Oh, God. Just let it take me now. Oh, <sighs> I love that NBC has suspended Miguel A.L. Megior, the, the reporter who reported that Paul Pelosi answered the door calmly and walked in before he was, before, uh, he was beaten. Uh, the storyline, he has been suspended by NBC for um, reporting with a source a story that is verified okay yeah okay all right can we just say now that i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go solidly with this was a gay encounter you are yeah i am are you aren't are you not i don't know what happened i don't know why can't how come <laughs> the, we the, you can't have any answers there's no footage the reporter reported the truth already, that's been retracted. And he's fired. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, but I just, like, I, I don't, I don't know that we of have enough evidence yet. Of all the body yet. footage in the world, we can't, just can't get that stuff. Uh-huh. 
Remarkable. Remarkable. My goodness. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am enjoying... Um People getting unmasked laid off from Twitter, though. Oh, and Meta and Amazon. Well, yeah, but the Twitter ones are enjoyable because there's like Twitter people like oh, speaking out, out yeah. on like other channels or Where like are my yelling here, at way? Elon Musk. I'm not sure. We'll check. Yelling at Elon Musk on Twitter and then getting fired very publicly, which Great. is very humorous. But, um, you know, people don't like this and people don't like that he's actively on Twitter, like talking to people. Right. So um, this one person, Sachi at Macaw.social. I don't know who she is. Anyway, she worked at Twitter. Apparently she uh, retweeted Elon Musk. This is her boss publicly and goes, you did not just lay off almost all of infra and then make some sassy remark about how we do batching. Like, did you even bother to learn how GraphQL works? You don't get to bleep on our infra if you don't know what the f it does while you're also scrambling to rehire folks you laid off this is what she tweets Mm -hmm. to her boss on twitter to everybody so how long do you think her job lasted after that 25 minutes (laughs) not long after lol just got fired for bleep posting (laughs) i said it before and i'll say it again kiss my ass elon Ooh, my goodness is she gonna To all my former teammates, we built some dope bleep together, and I am so effing proud of our team and everything we did. It was dope bleep. <laughs> it was. I always take somebody seriously who says dope. I know this is somebody <laughs> who's worth listening to. So Libs of TikTok tweeted this out, like that this person was tweeting this stuff. And um, there's also been reporting that a bunch of people who've been <laughs> saying bad things about Elon in the private Slack channels on Twitter are getting fired. But which, they like, also b- what do you expect? Don't bleep. What do you expect? I say some crazy stuff online, and like honestly, if I got fired, I think, I think a lot of the stuff you say is dope. <laughs> and some dope bleep. Anyway, so I say some crazy stuff online, and if I got fired, I would never like be that surprised to tell you the truth. But I don't go on Twitter and like crap all over like my boss and my workplace <laughs> publicly by name. Like, how do you do that and not expect to get fired? Isn't that the, how this works? Like, I just don't understand. Anyway, so Libs of TikTok tweeted that, and Elon Musk replied, a tragic case of adult onset Tourette's, <laughs> which is pretty funny when you think about it. Oh, he brought back... Oh, I see. Oh, what? my God. So funny. He said, welcoming back Ligma and Johnson. Yeah, the people who pretended to be fired from Twitter. He brought got- them to Twitter HQ. That's. I yeah. am like a little like curious as to... How he has the time to be messing around 
doesn't he have like Tony Stark stuff to do? <laughs> I mean, you would think. You would think. Um, but people are like really upset that Elon Musk replied that to libs of TikTok. The, this is uh, at MIC Southpaw, this lawyer on Twitter. The Twitter CEO is bantering mockingly about an employee he just fired with an account that traffics in anti-LGBT hate and very recently contributed to threats of violence against children's hospitals. Or Taylor Lawrence, our favorite, goes, Elon now hanging out in libs of TikTok's replies, making ableist comments and bashing his former staffer. Like, what do you want? She's swearing at him publicly on Twitter in the middle of like, obviously, she's not going to continue to be employed by the company. Isn't that the goal of all this? Uh, Morgan says it's called not so quiet quitting. It's very true. Oh, yeah. It's like when you do that, when you go out on Twitter and publicly bash your boss and at them in your mentions, like what What do you think is going to happen? Employee of the it. month. I don't get that mm-hmm. kind of thing unless people want to get fired. I used to work with a guy in radio who we got... Uh, the new boss took over. So Jason Wolf from WEI took over RKO. Mm-hmm. And the morning show host just sat in his office moping. Oh, I know he's going to get rid of us. I know he's going to get rid of me. I know he's going to get rid of me. I know he's going to get rid of me. And I said t- to him, why don't you go and talk to the program director about why it's worth keeping you here? He said, no, I'm not going in there like hat in hand to like try to beg for a job, whatever. And I said, well, okay then. I don't know what's going to happen. And he just, he was just miserable. And the guy got rid of him. The program director, Wolf, got rid of him. Because the guy was sucking. Nobody, he hasn't, I haven't even had a meeting. And then they did a classic intercom thing where they said, we're going to keep you on for, uh, give you another show. We've got a, a good idea for you. He never did. But it's like, I, I don't, I don't care. I've seen it before. You know, like I worked with another radio guy at 96.9 mm-hmm. who kind of got fired. They took away, like, his... It was like, moved him to storage B, like the guy, <laughs> yeah. the guy in the office space. Took away his full-time status, like his, like, key card and everything like that, and, like, said, so you're pretty much done here. I mean, you can stay and, like, pick up a shift here and there if you want to. And he said, okay. Was like, no, no, no. It's, it's so painful. It's so painful. The other employees of the month are the coffee shop people I sent you this morning. Oh, yeah, that's a great story. I read that. Do you have that? Is there any video from that? I don't think so. I thought it was just... I thought it was just... Look at this. You don't have to worry about him getting the wires? Well, he's still got a few wires. Well, I'm going to get rid of those. uh, Get rid of those. Do you see the new new things? I don't know where I put... See what? See? The cameras are on, I think. What? I don't know where I put my phone, Sarah. Check. Oh, there it is right there. You can have it if you want. Why don't you plug in Daddy's old phone in my room so it's nice and charged? He for you likes later. to have mine. No thanks. Because it's a little bit invasive and bothers me, so that's why he likes it. Um, yeah, no, the coffee shop employee. So I think this is actually like one of the original unionized coffee shop stories yeah. that we ever covered. Was these people? And uh, needless to say, it's like not gone that well in the days since they've um, since they've unionized these coffee shops. Oh, there is video. Although I, th- I think it's probably stock video. I don't think it's oh, okay. Stock. The owner's posting on oh, the no, window right. here saying they're retiring and they went on to thank the community for three decades of, uh, of serving the community here. Now the workers, along with patrons of this restaurant, they're not thrilled about the news. <laughs> 
Sandwiches, sweet treats, and hot coffee will soon stop flowing at a Cambridge institution. Darwin's Limited's four locations set to close, starting here at its flagship cafe on Mount Auburn Street on November 22nd. I wanted to get lunch today, and we're like, we have to check it out before it's closed down. It kind of seems like a staple in the neighborhood. Owners Stephen and Isabel Darwin posting this sign on the window, citing their 30-year lease in this space has come to an end. Also adding, we have carefully considered this milestone to be an opportunity for ownership to take workload and personal health into account. Maybe it just was timing. Maybe he's just tired of running four shops with all the employees and all the personalities and it might just be tough for him. But some patrons couldn't ignore the timing of the announced closures. Many of the workers at the shops recently unionized hmm. and were in contract negotiations fighting for zero deductible insurance, three weeks paid time off, and $24 an hour base wages. A sign on the window offers $14.25. I think it's Ooh. a shame what's happening to this, this and the other locations. A lead negotiator for the union telling us, quote, we're disappointed and shocked the owner is closing. We're trying to work with him to keep the locations open. Customers caught in the middle. Sucks Quite to a be pity. You. I mean, I really love them. You know, if you want, you can buy the coffee shop. That's right. It's very easy. You can pay everybody $24 an hour. You can pay them 50 bucks an hour. Why not? Absolutely. <laughs> it's very go easy. Ahead. So you can go ahead and buy the business from him, and you can run all the coffee shops since this you're so a... concerned that they should stay open. $24 an hour to freaking pour coffee. That's why this is a happy story. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Well, and you know that the owners can't say that they're closing the shops because... No. Of the unions, yeah, they're getting some like, wacko court injunction. Difficult to, to ignore. <laughs> Imagine that! I want twenty four dollars an hour to pour hot water through strained beans. <laughs> base pay, base pay, and yes. I want to be able to put out a tip jar so I can hit your customers up for more. Base pay. <laughs> you're not like an executive of the company where you're eligible for bonuses or something. Like, so I don't let me tell you something. It. Considering um, Amazon and Facebook and Twitter and all these other companies are now hiring, in other words, scaling down for the recession, mm -hmm. it's a tough time to be unemployed. Yeah, I it's would say that you're not going to get $24 an hour, zero deductible health. Who has zero deductible health insurance? Do I make $24 an hour? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, do you know anyone in 2022 who has zero deductible health insurance? No, like Congress, maybe? <laughs> I mean, like, our deductible is like... Can you imagine that? And we want you to forgive our student loans. This generation <laughs> sucks. Unbelievable. Ugh. Unbelievable. The four coffee shops have been there for 30 years. And Can I ask you something else? Yeah. Have you heard of Darwin's? No. No, either have I. I mean, except for the union store. I'm pretty this sure this is the institution, uh, you know, uh, is a... Well, no, but I mean, like, they... Small business is super important to the community. And I like agree. all these people, you know, we went through this when we lived in a place that actually had a downtown. Here, there's no downtown. So it. There's nothing to close here. <laughs> but people. People would always have all kinds of great ideas about the types of businesses that should go in places, and they'd be like, oh, not another nail salon, not another pizza place. You know what? Somebody should open a really cute little record shop that sells, like, vinyl and vintage t-shirts and, like, like <laughs> the most ridiculous ideas. And it's like, you know, you're free to go open a business that does whatever you want. I think recently, actually, somebody opened a bookstore in Melrose. So we'll see how long that lasts. But 
Um, I'm sure people will patronize it very heavily for the first six days that it's open, and then it, things will fade out rapidly. Well, Borders is thriving, you know? People love a good bookstore. <laughs> so, I mean, the the people are very big at weighing in on like what makes a small business go and what small business owners can afford and what they can do and all these things and to bemoan businesses closing. But the truth is very few of them go out there and actually do it. Very few of them go out and actually employ people and open businesses and sell things to consumers. It's not something that a lot of people actually have the guts to do. And you can see why, because what's the repayment that you get for all your effort? The repayment that you get for your effort is a bunch of woke 20 year olds come in and decide to form a union to play act that they're like <laughs> in some in some 19th century drama with like the Pinkertons or whatever right. stupid thing and like they, they come in and they decide they're going to negotiate with you for $24 an hour and zero deductible health what is insurance it about these? and all your work for 30 years is down the drain you are screwed you're just screwed that's it what is it about these people who work in these kind of coffee shops like i want to be i want to be university adjacent i want to be success adjacent so if i can't be a success because i'm incompetent and i have a degree of useless i at least want the successful people to be in the room where i am getting coffee it's weird yeah it's like you know these people none of them Mm -hmm. would work at dunkin donuts oh yeah somehow there's a niche for it's like stylish underachieving (gasps) coffee place yeah, I mean, and none of them, though, like, it would be one thing. I think there is no such thing as a job that's, like, beneath anybody, right? Like, I'm a big believer in doing low-wage jobs. And, like, I would want our kids to do them while they're in school and everything Hell else. Yeah. And 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 I think that they teach you so many important things about life. But I also think that the the people that are advocating for the $24 an hour and the zero deductible health insurance, that they look down on those jobs. Like all of this comes from a place of not just being satisfied with the fact that you're pouring coffee. There's nothing wrong with being satisfied in your life that you're pouring coffee for people, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's all in a day's work but they're not happy with the salary they're not happy they don't feel that they get the respect that they deserve and they're sensitive about it because they feel that they're underachieving right that's what this is really about this is like an ego stroking mechanism for them they don't feel good about themselves so they need to unionize and get paid a middle class salary to pour coffee because they look down on pouring coffee that's really what it's about of course but but also else they don't think that they're just pouring coffee but they want they to be think paid they're creative the same. contributors and partners. Right. They think that they're important. <laughs> right. But they think they think that they should be paid the same as like the people who come into the coffee shop and buy coffee who yes. live well, as a matter in, fact, as a matter who fact, live in think, Cambridge. <laughs> they think they actually they actually resent people coming in and continually <laughs> asking for coffee. They mention it, you know. <laughs> we will stop taking website orders, online orders, and it won't stop. And 342 votes, Alice. Mm-hmm. Trump, 20%. He's crept up a tick. DeSantis, 80%. Clay Travis did the exact same poll as you, and he had more Fraud. He had more votes. No, he did not. <laughs> but his Fraud. results were very similar to yours, I will say. Fraud. I don't love the Clay Travis Spuck show. I'm sorry. But let me tell you what's been really good recently that I've been okay. listening to in the morning, yeah. and I'm surprised. Uh, and I've be- grabbed some cuts for the for my other show. The five has been excellent. Oh, has it? 
Yeah. It's been excellent. Here, I'll play we one We used to watch you. The Five all the time, and some of my friends still do. Uh, that is the second best Fox News show. This is I will just from yesterday. That. This is Harold, Harold Ford Jr.'s, and he's great, Harold Ford Jr., um, election recap. Democrats probably shouldn't overreact, although it was a pretty doggone good night for the Democratic Party. They may end up uh, winning an outright majority in the U.S. Senate with an additional seat if the vote counting, uh, as it's looking like it's going, could very well lead to that. Two, the problems in the country didn't go away because Republicans didn't score the victories they wanted uh, or the size of the victories they wanted. Um, What the country basically said was we'd like voters voted for the poison they knew and they didn't necessarily vote for any new poison. Uh, be a Democrat or Republican. Look at the governors. We Florida was a great night for DeSantis, but Michigan was a great night. DeSantis and Republicans. Michigan was a great night for Democrats. Uh, the governor was reelected. The attorney general was reelected. The secretary of state, the, fl- the, the House and the Senate in Michigan flipped. So there are a lot of stories that, that have come out of this. If I were Republicans, what I'd be most concerned about is what is it that the country didn't fully trust to give us the ability and the capacity and the tools to help fix these problems? And two, they've got to sort out some of their leadership issues with Mr. McCarthy and obviously at the top of the ticket with the presidency. And Democrats have to figure out this was not an affirmation for the squad or for their politics. The country basically said those who are too far to the left, too far to the right, wherever you may sit at TV the opposite way. We want you coming back to the middle here. And if you don't come back to the middle, um, you know, we're going to we're going to push you out. We can look at some of these governor's races where Republicans who thought they were favored are having a hard time. We'll see what happens as the votes are counted. But I'm just glad that the country um, and the voters, I'm not surprised, but I'm, I'm, I'm relieved and happy, though, that everybody seems to have accepted these outcomes. And we'll now sort through and try to com- give some commentary around it. But Democrats, they didn't affirm the squad's message. And Republicans, they didn't trust you to fix the challenges. So if I were in Congress or the Senate, I'd roll my sleeves up and figure out how I work with the other side to address some of these big problems. That's pretty damn measured analysis by a Democrat. Yeah. And here's Gutfeld, who was, this was great, too. Everybody's blaming everyone, which means it's a pretty good outcome, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Republicans are blaming Trump. Trump's blaming Fox. Maloney's blaming AOC. AOC's blaming capitalism. MSNBC is blaming white people. I blame Brian Kilmeade. Dana's blaming climate change. It's like the reading of a will of a rich r- relative. Everybody <laughs> left a little disappointed and a little pleased. But get this, you left. Life goes on. The bright side is no one is really happy. And the only reason why Joe seems happy is that his expectations are lower than Hunter's morals. So it's easy for him to kind of roll along. Good stuff. They had good stuff today, too. Just some good takes. And, I mean, Dana Perino is an adult. She's a great insider. And she's she's pretty much down the middle. I mean, you can sometimes, you you know that she's conservative. She's a big bushy, obviously. But... She just does the X's and O's of what goes on in the building. Yeah, totally. In the White House. And it's fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. I also happen to have her phone number, Alice. Wow. Yes, I have her phone number. And Megan Kelly, Let the Record Show. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of cool phone numbers, although I wiped my phone. I have Scott Brown's number. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, I might right. call him to get him on the Burn Barrel podcast. Well, let's go. Call him. All right. Speaking of that, did you hear, uh, uh, who was it, Gary Tangway on Kirk today? Uh, yeah. I don't Miserable know enough of the dink. history of that, I Miserable. guess. I don't know. Miserable dink. There's never a reason to be a dink like that. 860 <laughs> um, 860-522. Yes. 
All right, should we do the uh, chat chat? Sure. I think there's just two messages in there. Guys, let's go with the chat yeah, chat. Yeah, where's all the good chat chat messages? Kidding. Come on. All right, Tom, I got a couple things. Yeah. Um, first off, are are you accepting uh, that challenge at uh, Starcade in the cage match? And uh, secondly, what do you think about these big Hollywood actors that do like these Christmas Hallmark movies like uh, Andy Garcia? All right. Let me know. I will say that I am personally, and I think I can speak for Alice Shattuck, uh, to say we love those movies. I love every sappy Christmas movie. We love the ones with Kirk Cameron. We love It's somebody we could probably get. Oh, I like him. We love all of them. Don't we love those sappy holiday yeah, movies? Yeah, we like sappy stuff. Yes. We totally do. Yes. We also like the Tyler Perry ones, the ones that are all black people. What like are those Like the called? Medea, that stuff. But Medea? What's that? That's the one the guy dresses as a girl? Mm-hmm. No, Alice. No, the know. other ones where it's all very educated people who are all excellent looking and and Yeah, have... there was one we liked jumping the broom. That was all, oh, that was all. But yeah. Yeah, cuz it's everything so beautiful. Their cars are so lovely. They're all yeah. good looking. Their houses are lovely. They're all like alpha super alphas. The mm-hmm. women are beautiful, the men are handsome. It's like I could I could watch that stuff all day. I think it's I I I, I there's a place for TV that's not necessarily good, but is zero stress. And yeah, that's what that totally. Is. That's what that is. I've been watching The Sopranos again, which is, I kind of miss. That is stressful, though, The Sopranos. No. I find it to be very, like, high tension and sort of, I got like, in the, uncomfortable. I got in late, uh, late, and, uh, like, a few years after it started. It's funny, because I was trying to think today, when did it start? Did it start, like, after 2001? I thought, what? if it did, it would be odd for them to have the Twin Towers in the intro. Mm. You know? Okay. I'll talk to a human about that. I'll to understand irony and, and humor. Okay. Still nothing? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nothing. Okay. The only time Alice is alive is when she's listening for, I mentioned, for, on the Kirk Minahan show. Stop. Hey, Tom and Alice. I hey. uh, just wanted to weigh in on the dense breast discussion. Yes, yes thank sir. you. I commend you, Alice, for raising an important issue regarding women's health. Ugh. Thank you. Tom, on the other hand, he couldn't make it through No Shave November, which, of course, Correct. was begun to highlight men's health. So, yeah. obviously, Alice, you're a little bit ahead of the game there. He's no. raising awareness you- for silly use- soup into your shoes. That's what he's raising awareness for. If you ha- had that happen, do you know what <laughs> no. that's like? Do you know what mushroom juice does to a man's feet in the humidor that are his shoes? Titillated, Tom, pun intended. Titillated. You educated many on the importance of breast cancer check breast checkups mm-hmm. for women. Ugh. If you take Tom along for your mammogram, be careful that the doctor Tom wanted you to kiss so badly doesn't confuse Tom's ample bosoms with yours, hey. which could cause her to do the test on the wrong patient. Hey, Thanks is- for all you guys do. One Appreciate second, the show. I'm calm down a minute. You, Have a great evening. Thank you. Thank you. you. And vicious actually, bastard. Somebody pointed out on Twitter that dense breasts is like a thing because it's very difficult to get an accurate read on whether or not you have a breast issue when you have dense breasts. So people should be aware of it. That's very important. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that that's a, a key thing that people should be aware of, actually. I, I should say, don't talk about Bucky Dent that way. But do you know who Bucky Dent is, Alice? Nope. All right. <laughs> no problem. It wasn't a big name in Boston in or around 1978 at all. Your son is good about to pull that camera right now. Yeah. All right, here we go. Closing music. Guys, thank you so much. <coughs> Excellent again. We're going to watch. Well, well, I'll be watching Trump's. Well, we may not be watching Trump's thing. I'll be watching The Sopranos, but I'll watch Trump's thing, and we'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow. 
and we'll see what's going on. Call the chat chat. Come on. Come on. My goodness. Thank you so much for listening. As Two always, more hogs got the fever. If you want to join us live, you can always uh, join our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also always listen for free. Just go to burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to the YouTube, Rumble, Rumble all the places, all the places all the to, to, listen. to listen. Leave us a five-star review, review on Apple Podcasts. Podcast. And leave chat chat, chat messages at burnbarrelpodcast.com. It's always funny, right? Huh? Everyone loves Everyone the echo. Loves the echo. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.